0: Nice. Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy, I'm Ben Slowey. Um I'm uh, at uh, this guy's house here. Uh, it's a very uh, fun, uh, neat little setup. Uh, you collect a lot of cool stuff. Thanks, man. You're yeah. welcome, man. A we'll, good amount of stuff. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll start exploring um, in, in a bit. Uh, so, um, he's, uh, he's an alternative singer-songwriter. Uh, his new EP, Damaged Goods, is out. He's signed with N43 Records. And. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I want to thank him for letting me uh, film the show at his house today. No problem, so, man. Arman Hassan, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. You bet. I'm stoked to
1: be on it. Yeah,
0: th- <laughs> uh, of course, man. Uh, how was your day today?
1: It, it was cool. Uh, a little cold, but got up at the crack of dawn. Uh, went to work. Worked. Practically a 12 hour day, and then uh, got up and just kind of met you here. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah, I forgot, like,
0: yeah, like, you just got home too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for picking up the Tall Boys. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, my favorite shit. It's yeah. become sort of like the, the show drink, uh, I would say. I'm, I'm actually really actively. I want a ham sponsor at
1: some point, dude. I tried. I tried with my last band yeah, because we all does. drank hams in it, and uh, I they retweeted us and like posted stuff on their story a couple times of us. But that's uh, as far as I ever. Got. I DM'd them on Insta. Stop, oh yeah, stole <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's the it's the best,
0: man. It's as cheap <laughs> as fuck. It tastes good. Like. I know.
1: I used to be a diehard PBR, but uh, hams definitely uh, stole it still a spotlight for well, me. Well, PBR I've heard actually is um
0: uh, like it could just be a rumor, but I've heard they're like like the recipe is the exact same thing. Like they're the exact same thing. I, yeah, I would believe it. They're just yeah. PBR is more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Hams isn't this at it's not at as many bars. So I can see why PBR is like—it's almost like a delicacy vulnerable.
1: when you go to like a bar and you see a hams and you're like,
0: "I'll take that oh, one." Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <man>. totally. <laughs>
1: like I get—I it's all I drink when it's there. Yeah, like. <laughs> definitely. I—I I mean, yeah. I mean, everyone. Some people like will give me shit about it. None of my friends. I mean, for the most part, all my friends drink hams. But yeah. um, you know, there's like coworkers and stuff, and I'm like, "Oh, I love hams." They're like you like piss water? And I'm like, I guess, yeah, I guess I do. Like, I fucking do, I'm low income as fuck. <laughs> absolutely, you know, right above the poverty line, so this is really hitting the spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
0: man, for sure. Um, dude, totally, and I live right by the River West Sunrise, so I mean, I can just pop right in and uh, pick up a 12 pack for less than seven bucks.
1: We're in business. Perfect, yeah, You know, absolutely. Yeah, dude. So tell me what you got here. Um, I have a good amount of my pop vinyls here, not all of them, but I got a good amount up there, um, a couple down here, that Frieza one is kind of worth a stupid amount of money for a pop vinyl, um, and then I got, I collect a lot of, like, horror stuff, so I got, like, my Pennywise there, um, behind all the pops there's, like, a Jason figurine, too, and then, obviously, um, most people that know me know that, like, Star Wars is, at like my everything. I love Star Wars so much. Disney so, Plus that just came Just up. got, yeah. I <laughs> literally, I woke up yesterday because it launched yesterday at like four in the morning and I woke up at about six and I had like an hour and a half before work and I was like, it launched. And I just, <laughs> yeah. I set it up on my phone, laptop, uh, my TV and yeah, it's pretty great. Awesome. It's pretty awesome. It's been like
0: the, um... Talk of uh, the internet today is oh my god Disney Plus every Marvel movie every like Star Wars it's missing
1: a good amount of Marvel films right now actually because Netflix has a couple still until a certain date Mm. and then they don't have either of the Tom Holland Spider Mans oh damn yeah which I was kind of bummed because I was kind of in the mood to watch them last night and I was like what like (laughs) (laughs) I actually
0: I'm not a I'm not really into the Marvel universe. I I used to be. When I was in high school, I really liked them. Like when the, the first Avengers movie, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Like the like the OG like Iron Man that came out in like 08 was awesome. Like I mean, I liked the movies. Like they're entertaining, but Sure. I just like I felt like they were just starting to try to do so much and like pack a lot of like characters and story arcs just into like one movie like I just felt like they were getting oversaturated with Infinity War and I just haven't really like returned I haven't
1: seen Endgame oh okay. but Black Panther was good yeah Black Panther was dope see like I was kind of the opposite um I didn't get into like the Marvel stuff I want to say probably till after Age of Ultron oh sure and all that and uh Honestly, the whole reason I really got into it is because the idea of, like, this big bad guy that's been being built up for movies just kind of strikes a chord. It's like like the Darth Vader, you know, like, kind of figure... thing I just I like that like overwhelming sense of dread and the fact that they were like like when you walked into Infinity War like I get like why some people are like it's a little much but the fact that like the bad guy wins kind of just like uh, stuck home with me I was like all right yeah. there we go you know right it, it definitely uh it brings out emotions you don't expect oh yeah absolutely yeah. especially kind of makes you think that like the bad guy's a hero like because mm. I like everyone will say you know like In Endgame, you know, like it's obviously Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, they're the heroes, but in Infinity War, I think Thanos is the hero. He's yeah. the main character, you know? And like <laughs> yeah, 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 you're yeah. rooting for him to get those stones. Like, yeah. even though you know it's gonna like screw up all your favorite Marvel characters' lives, you're like, yeah, yeah. get them, you know? Right. Like you wanna see what happens. Yeah, like totally. so many movies fall short of like that epic, you know, like the villain finally wins kind of moment. Yeah. So
0: totally, man. I mean it's it makes him it makes Thanos in essence like a not quite a villain, not a hero, but more of like an anti-hero. He's not a good guy but like he's not but he's in a completely different lane than the the people you hate in
1: the movie you know? oh yeah <laughs> exactly you know like you can hate Thanos' henchmen and everything but you don't right. hate him yeah, like, yeah exactly. you're like you're like again you're rooting for him totally it's kind of even like um, I don't know if you saw Joker I'm not uh, yet okay you want to see Joker you like root that. for him even though he's like everyone knows you're not supposed to and like you know you see those people posting on facebook like if you're rooting for him you miss the point of movie and it's like well you know what i am rooting for him yeah (laughs) yeah
0: yeah so well yeah i mean i like i said i haven't seen it yet but i mean just kind of what i heard about just its depiction of mental illness and how trauma kind of shapes the the uh the you know the the evils of you know people like him, I mean, it's yeah, like, it's, I mean, it's definitely powerful, because, like I mean, you look just in everyday society it's like, people that have had fucked up shit happen to them when they were young, it's like, you know it makes them more susceptible to hurting people when they're older, and Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's yeah, like, I mean, you. it does make you kind of feel bad that, like, that's,
1: it makes you you know, kind of uh, pity him Oh, absolutely. You know, because you, know, you kind of think, like, there's even, like, I'm not going to spoil anything, but, like, you know, there's a the part where you, he's just so down on his luck, and he even, like, says to himself, like, I had a bad day, and you're like, damn, dude, <laughs> I've had a bad day, too. Yeah, no. So, like, yeah, I mean, I can but, like, again, that just kind of makes me, like, love movies, like, like, more, I guess, super, I, you see it more in superhero films than anything, mm-hmm. where, like. The villains kind of win, you know, and I think that's kind of what draws me to that stuff. Oh yeah, totally. But I'm kind of like I'm a Star Wars, Marvel, DC, anime, you name it. I'm a nice. geek about it. Like I just I like the stuff. Fantasy just strikes a chord with me. Yeah, that I really enjoy. Oh yeah,
0: so. man. yeah for sure. Uh, do you like the Lord of the Rings?
1: I. Th- I tolerate the Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm okay. I like, I love the books and everything. I just like, and I've seen all the movies like a couple times, except for the Hobbit. I couldn't sit through the Hobbit. I tried to once, but that's I funny tried. because yeah. the Hobbit
0: was on the was on TV at uh, Company Brewing West. Oh, really? Time. Yeah. So, like, was- and
1: I want to watch it because I, I, I know it's probably good, but it's just kind of like. I just, like, I have a hard time sit like, I love movies, and I'll sit through a movie, but, like, three hours is a good amount of my day, oh, you yeah. know? Like, even, like, Endgame, like, I watched it a couple times when I got it on Blu-ray, and then, like, I haven't had the strength to, like, watch it in entirety again, because I'm yeah. like, damn, like, tell, mm-hmm. like, I like, I don't know, like, a little more fast-paced, yeah, you know? totally. I mean, yeah,
0: like, I, I get that, like, definitely. For one, like, The Hobbit... Was, um, man, like the first two Hobbit because it, it became a trilogy in itself, and like I liked the first two a lot, uh, but the last one really, really disappointed me. I was, I was actually like really, really upset after seeing that movie, like, oh, really? with my dad, because like my dad and I loved The Lord of the Rings, it was like our favorite movie together growing up, like, we. You know, we used to, we, we got the extended editions, like with all of the, the extra footage and all of like the special features and stuff. Like we religiously loved Lord of the Rings growing up, but to see like the Hobbit kind of like have an opportunity of making just as epic of a, of a universe, of a, of a landscape of, you know, good versus evil. And uh, like following several different storylines at once, like they, they added a lot of shit that just had nothing to do with like you know the book, and uh, just some you know just some corniness that got added to it. Like Legolas like, isn't even in the book of the Hobbit, yeah, like, at all. And they yeah they created that female elf character, like it just became very like you know it the the. It became cinemified, you know? Yeah. Like for, it just became, like, what it had to be in order to be a movie that appealed to, you know, emotion that franchises make money off of, you know.
1: Totally. So it kind of like
0: lost its way. Yeah. yeah. yeah I was kind of disappointed by it. I yeah, mean the fair. first like I said the the first two hobbits are pretty good, but sure. but in in terms of nerdiness, Lord of the Rings is my franchise. Really? Okay. Yeah. See,
1: okay I don't I guess tolerate was a bad word for it cuz I do enjoy Lord for of the Rings. For sure. Um I mean like one of my favorite video games is uh, Shadow of Mordor. Okay. Yeah, sure. and, like <laughs> like that. I mean like I guess my thing with Lord of the Rings it's always bugged me and it's so super stupid. But um uh fuck, what's the main villain's name? Sauron. Yeah. I, I would wa- I want an entire movie just about him. Oh yeah. You know, like oh, yeah. it's kind of like how everybody wants that like just Darth Vader film, even though yeah. you got like four films with him in it. Right. Like, you know, you just you you want just a film like of him right. just like Merkin Elves, you know. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. And that's what happened with Joker. You yeah. Know, got a whole movie. About exactly. Him. You know, sometimes people just need the villain. You because know? they're so
0: fascinating as characters. And yeah. Definitely Sauron. I mean, if you like the books, you'll get that backstory about him. Yeah. Like the Silmarillion, like, gives, like, uh, the. <coughs> excuse me, the. Um, the backstory in, like, the First Age, the Second Age, and then the Lord of the Rings takes place in the Third Age, and Sauron was actually a servant of, like, the much more evil Morgoth, Yeah, and, like, um, yeah, and, you know, there's even more story about, like, Gandalf, and, like, the, the, the wizards, and, um, yeah, like, Sauron isn't even, like, the most evil character in, in the universe, if you actually look at the entire, like, uh, in the entire middle earth so that That's would be awesome, a, right? that would be a
1: cool movie yeah absolutely to, about sauron especially like at the end of it being like damn he's not that bad yeah. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. you know like
0: he he you know he just uh he went through some fucked up shit and uh, you question is he doing it as a cry for help <laughs> probably probably yeah. yeah man totally well I we could nerd out all day and we will after this episode's over but Arman Hassan I needed we we're, we're here to talk love and fear passion and creativity the 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 core tenets of Mr Nice Guy so Absolutely Yeah man so uh I first saw you we first met uh, when I saw you at Cactus Club this past summer Yeah um you had performed with um, uh, Math Mountain, yes. American Bandit, and uh, was it uh, Oris is Dead, I believe? Yeah. It was? Yeah. Uh, shout out to all of them. And Mario uh, Lanza. And Mario Lanza. Yeah, You, yeah, I was forgetting one. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, Mario, great fucking dude. Yeah, dude. Um, my episode with him will be out soon. Oh, awesome. Great, yeah, really, really humble, genuine. Yeah,
1: Mario, and actually, um, so, today, they day we're filming this episode, is Mario's birthday. Yes, it is. Yeah. And one year ago today, uh, I was feeling pretty sorry for myself in the morning, because it was a day that I no longer was a part of the band that I had started and everything, and Mario took the time on his birthday To come pick me up while I was drunk in the morning, because, again, feeling sorry for myself. Take me to my favorite breakfast place, and said, fuck all those guys that doubted you. You know, do your thing. Focus on yourself. And a year later, here I am. (laughs) Thank you, Mario. Yeah, Mario's the man. Honestly, without Mario, I... I, I mean, I would still be playing music, but I don't know if Armand Hassan would be, like, the yeah. thing, you know? Yeah, so, dude. it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's definitely is. really cool. What's your favorite breakfast spot that he took you to? Uh, it's a North Avenue Grill. Okay. So it was my favorite until I went vegetarian. Oh, okay. So now that I'm vegetarian, I, like, <laughs> my favorite food is there, I can't have anymore. Mm. But the people there are awesome. Shout out North Avenue Grill. So I haven't been there, so. You should definitely go if you're not vegetarian. I mean, they probably honestly have some good vegetarian options. I honestly haven't checked just because I don't want to be tempted by the buffalo chicken wrap. Ah, uh, so sure, yeah. But, like, yeah, it's pretty rad. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll add it to my list. Absolutely. <laughs> For sure.
0: Uh, shout out to North Avenue Grill. In yeah, that's, that's crazy, like, in a year, just how... You know, how transformed you can be from being in a complete ultimate low into just a peak. You know, like, and a year ago, this, I wasn't doing this. You know, I wasn't writing for break and entering. I wasn't pretty much like, you know, a lot of the people that I know now didn't know who I was. You know, because I wasn't, I wasn't out on the scene. I wasn't doing anything, man. Like, I was... Like, I was still working at a coffee shop. I was, you know, kind of in, like, a mental health slump, just being very lethargic and complacent and being like, what the fuck, like, do I do now? I'm Like, totally. I'm done with school. What now? You know, and, like, I had drifted away from some close friends, my like, myself, and that was really hard, too, because, you know, you kind of grieve the loss of what a relationship once was. And... Uh, you know like this year became like i'm not even going to call it a new year's resolution because i don't believe in those yeah <laughs> but it did happen around new year's sure uh, yeah. was when i'm like okay i know what i want to do now i want a podcast and i want to write about local artists you know yeah, so you know cheers to a fucking
1: great year Cheers man. to that man <laughs> yeah um i mean yeah, it it it's, it was definitely really hard. I mean, like what you said about like how um like you mourn like a relationship that's ended. Um I've always felt like like and I, it could just be my own perception of it, but I've always kind of felt like that like I've always valued my friendships with people more than they valued them with me. Mm-hmm. And again, that could just yeah. be my you know, anxiety, depression kicking in. Yeah. Um but like yeah, like when my band uh, the band I was in at the time uh, had me leave. They when they kicked me out. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I try to find like a nice way to saying that, cause like, you know, regardless of how I feel, they're human beings. Yeah. They're making decisions yeah. and everything like that. So I'm not trying to just be like, fuck them. You yeah, know, Even yeah. though sometimes I'm like, fuck them. Oh but yeah, like, yeah. Or, no, I, I get you know. what you mean. That's yeah. how I feel
0: about my. I actually. Got fired from a job, and I feel the same way. Yeah, you, you know, know? <laughs> so you
1: get it. And, like, man, like, I just sat around so many, so many nights. Like, dude, one of them, uh, you know, he stood right next to, or, you know, he was, he was going to be my best man, but, you know, my twin brother ended up being it. Obviously, better choice. But, you know, he was he's one of my best friends since, like, eighth grade, something like that. And, um, yeah, it just sucked. So, like... I just like had to like vent into something, you know, and like I've always vented into music, but like when I've when I was in like Monorail Central or After Our Animals, um, I always wrote about more so like how toxic all of my former like you know love relationships were and everything like that more than anything. Yeah. Uh, when I was in Abide by Me, uh, it was a lot of just like writing. I honestly just like whatever sounded cool yeah. for the most part you know mm-hmm. and then like with this it was just like you know i'm not writing about like some relationship i screwed up like four years ago i'm not you know it was like literally just like kind of sitting down and just kind of, and hence why the name of the ep is called damaged goods it's kind of like me sitting down and like wanting to have a conversation with those guys and be like like damn what's wrong with me man you know yeah. Yeah. um yeah, I'm, I mean, like, I'm the type of person, like, especially since happening, I just always feel like I'm doing something wrong and everything, mm-hmm. and like, this is kind of supposed to be my reminder to myself, too, like, dude, you're not, you know, yeah. like, people are gonna like you, and people are gonna dislike you, people are gonna like being in projects with you, and people are gonna dislike being in projects with you, yeah. just do your thing, yeah, you know?
0: Man. Dude, I, I relate so much to all of that, dude, like, for real, Like, you are not alone in that feeling because that's, like, the bane of my existence is feeling constantly, like, you know, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's kind of, I try to remind myself, for one, that, you know, like, you, for everything that might be going well in your life... Even if, like, it completely outnumbers what's going wrong in your life, you focus on the wrong oh, all the time. Every time. And you give it so much more meaning than what is positive. Oh, absolutely. And every that's time. A, yeah, and that's exactly, like, kind of how I felt about this current situation I'm about to tell you about. So, yeah, I, like I mentioned, I got fired from a job in February that I really, really liked. I felt... Myself there, like I felt like I was good at my job. I felt like I was, you know, I was good with customers. I felt like I was, you know, a valuable
1: asset to the company, and, and it's kind I, of something to be proud of. Yeah, like yeah. take pleasure in doing. Dude, and yeah, like, like I was. It's like, not a drag. Yeah. like every other job. Yeah, exactly,
0: man. Like I was like bringing my friends to the job. It's like I was bringing my friends into the business. I yeah. was like, you know, telling my friends, like, yo, come here, dude. Like. You know, like, check this place out. Like, it's fun. It's chill. Like, um, you know, it's, uh, it, like, I really, really liked my, my job there. And I also loved my coworkers and everything. And then one day I just got fired out of the blue. And I was told by my manager, you're not where you need to be. I'm going to let you go. I gave him my key. I was speechless. I took my tips from that day, and I walked out. And uh, it's fucking hard, man. Like I was unemployed for a month and a half after that, and like, it was just—I, it broke my heart. Cause like, I, you know, kind of what you were saying when you know you were, like, kicked out of the band. It's like I was kicked out of a workplace that I was very proud of. Yeah, dude. And I worked hard to be good. Absolutely. And it destroyed me, man. Like it. I was really, really upset. Like all, like I, I was worried about. It made me worried constantly about, like, well, what about what happens next? Like, what if I find another job and get comfortable and they're just going to kick me
1: out just like they did, you know? like Absolutely. And it sucks. And Well, like, people don't understand, too, like, you know, like, I've had, for the most part, a lot of my friends have been pretty pretty badass about it. Um, yeah, yeah. Two, especially um, two of my really, really good friends who live together who instantly, like, they're kind of middleman, like, friends with everybody in the situation, but they, like, you know, there was one night, I was, like, talking to one of them, and I was just, like, like man, like, you know, like, you don't have to take my side, like, I know, I, I know your friends, he's like, I'm not taking your side, I, they're just wrong, yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it, you know, it was kind of cool just to have, like, like, somebody just, like, really, like, Defiantly, like, for the first time Like, I mean, again, this is just maybe me Thinking that, like, oh, I've never had somebody to have my back You know, but, like, for the first time Ever to have somebody just, like, really defiantly, like, there And, like, you know, understand what you're going through Because there's other people yeah. that are like, just get over it, you know Right, like, they validated it yeah, yeah, you know, like, they're like, oh, just, like Ah, uh, yeah, you know what I mean mm-hmm. Like, you know, some people are, like, really understanding Of, like, when, like, it's like, it is like a trauma I it would is. say Oh, you yeah, know? I And, like, I don't, I mean, like you know, guys had their reasons. We're all human beings. Like you know, two sides to every story. Yada yada yada. But like, just like sometimes I like, it's just like that pain of like having something you're proud of. You know? Yeah. That like, especially like, like I mean, I guess like you, you said with your job. You know, you felt validated there. You know, yeah, like that. You yeah. felt comfortable there. Like, like my last band, Monorail, was like, I put that together because the band before that that was everything to me fell apart so this is me picking up the pieces gluing it together and like you know i i used to get a bunch of crap from the guys because i would say like i'm the founder of the band you know which i i can see kind of being sounding a little hot-headed you know? yeah. um but it was something i was proud of you know oh, yeah, i got a bunch sure. of friends together that normally weren't friends and we Started a band and it was badass. We did. I would it. say you deserve credibility in that, right? Because I mean, I feel the same
0: way about like people that I introduced to each other that are friends now. It's like, yeah, I made that happen. It's, that oh thing, yeah, you it's know, <laughs> like when you hook
1: your buddy up with like a really cute girl, you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. dude!
0: I did that. You exactly. Know? Like, yeah, you it's know, cool, you right. know, It's like you're a matchmaker, and there's a there's a pride with
1: that. Oh, especially sure. when you see like like oh man, okay. uh, my buddy Jason. Who was in monorail as well um pretty much had like the same fate as i did though oh, um that's unfortunate yeah but uh him and the other guitarists in monorail dude they vibed so well together mm-hmm. and it was just really cool like especially like the three of us hanging out together um something i mean you know it's just something you'll miss you yeah. know like, but like you yeah. kind of like i still like see pictures of monorail and stuff but i don't have any bitter feelings of it i'm like sick dude yeah. soaked. you know yeah. um But things happen. Things move on. Exactly. You know? Like, I found a new job. I I
0: love my job at Company Brewing. Yeah. And I will rep them a 100 times in a row. And, like, you know, the only thing that sucks about the situation is that my old boss that fired me is a regular at Company Brewing. Oof. And he comes every (laughs) Tuesday night. And I work Tuesday night, so I still see him. I don't... I don't acknowledge or interact with him but it's still kind of like even just last night you know I I saw him and I just you know I keep glaring and I'm like dude I just need to go the fuck in the back and just not think about him and just continue to focus on getting through my shift and you know really just
1: enjoying the fact that I'm here now. Yeah I mean like and that's kind of something that um, you know, like, everybody always asks me, like, like, like when I got signed to N-43, they're like, where do you want to take Armand Hassan? What do you want to do with Armand Hassan? And, like, dude, when I was in Bye Bye Me, Mario Central, After Animals, I was so busy looking at the future and what I wanted to obtain that I didn't enjoy the, the present, you know? Yeah. And that sucks to think about. Like, the whole time I was in... After Our Animals, I was like, oh man, Like when I was in Abide By Me, like this, we got to make sure we do this. And then when I was in Montreal Central, it was like, oh man, after Our Animals, we got to make sure we do this. You know, and now it's the arm on the side, it's like, cool, I put on an EP. Guess I'll just coast off this for a little while. Um, I have a whole nother EP tracked and recorded, nice. ready to go, for the most part, besides like a song or two, pretty much ready to go, and like, yep, just going to sit back and wait See where things go, you know? Yeah. Enjoy the little things a little bit more. Yeah, man. You know, I'm just kind of like, it's hard, though, because, like, you know, there's some days where, like, mental health's great, and I'm like, I'm moved on from the past, you know? Yeah. Forgive and forget. Don't worry about it. And then there's some days I'm like, damn, why'd they do me dirty, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And, like, I, I don't yeah. know. I just can't help that kind of thing. I'm Not the same prices, way, man. Yeah.
0: yeah I'm, I'm totally different. It's good to have somebody to understand. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Bro, like, I'm I'm so about... I, I deal with that still, too. Like, I go in such ebb and flows with, like, my mindset about it. I'm like, oh, no, I'm at peace with it. You know, it's like, he's just a business owner. He's just, like, maybe I just wasn't a good fit. Other days, I'm like, no, actually, fuck him. And, you know, it's like... And I talked to my therapist a lot about it. Like, I told them about recently, actually, my last session, we were talking about just I, w- I was, you know, disclosing just how much has affected me in oh, yeah. my placement in a workplace and just my self-perception and everything. And he's like, and my therapist said something I'm trying to remind myself every day. is like, you're not meant to fit in in every situation. Like that's what makes you unique you know it's like and and it speaks volumes to the person i feel like i always have been like you know i've always kind of been a misfit you know i've always i've never belonged to a friend group like i've never like felt i've never defined myself by a friend group i've never defined myself by you know any any uh any concept of putting myself in a box you know like I've always had a lot of different friends in different areas like I've always felt like you know I'm different than other people and and I've also felt like you know there's certain things I just don't belong in it's like I don't belong on any sports team <laughs> you know like so you know I might not belong in every workplace because maybe at the end of the day like my personality and just what you know, I did, you know, in my time there, maybe that just wasn't exactly what he was looking for. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, like you said, it sucks some days, but other days I'm like, you know what? You know, I, the best I can do is be like, you know, fuck all that shit. Like, I'm doing my own thing now and I'm proud of it. And,. On that note, I want to shout the fuck out N43 Records because. N43. Yeah, thank you, Tom, so much because Tom uh, reached out to me recently to host N43 Presents next month. I'm yeah, so dude, excited! It is gonna be so fun, dude. Absolutely. At the Cooper Bridge, we're gonna have show. We're gonna have a complete showcase of you, Lex Allen, Corey Piper, Valerie Lightheart, Claire Pioneer. Uh, Nick Voin It is gonna be Yeah a dude blast. That's gonna be
1: I, I honestly think That's gonna be A lot bigger Of uh Turnout and time Than people are Really like Kind of seeing On Facebook Even already oh, I mean yeah. Lex kills it In Milwaukee Shout out Lex dude Lex is A fucking man Uh a G. is a A G oh, He's yeah. so <laughs> yeah, say. yeah Um Nick Voin Dude one of my best friends In the whole world yeah. Um I mean, he's a big, he's a big co-writer on Damage Goods and everything you, too, yeah. nice. so he definitely helped me get Armand Hassan to where it is, nice. he came on tour with me and everything, oh, word, so okay. I owe him a shit ton. Um, and then Valerie, she's a sweetheart, she's, she's so such sweet. a great girl, yeah. um, she was super well, like you know, when I first got signed with N43. I was so nervous, like, it sounds stupid because it's like, it's like a smaller, you know, it's an indie based Milwaukee label, no reason to get nervous, but like, it was just kind of like weird, you know, like coming in and like all these people before I had even come in had like, Nick had already told me like oh, like, you know, like Valerie had these notes on your music video and then like uh, Tim and Steve, um, you know like who are engineers at N43 um, had like these notes on like your mix and everything, and I was like uh, okay, <laughs> like yeah. I thought both were cool, but th- I mean, like, but like that's the cool thing about N43 is it's just like, it's all super constructive, and like that's something that I've noticed with N43 that I've never seen within like the metal, uh, like hard metal heavy music hardcore scene, like, and whatever it's, like, like I'm a different genre than Valerie, you know, like Nick's a different genre than I am, Lex, is it. like we're all different genres, but like we all like, we're like a team. And, like, we're building each other up and, like, really trying to build, like, a community in music. Yeah. And awesome. so that's the coolest part about N43 is that, like, we're just, like, a bunch of musicians that, like, are constantly building each other up. We just did a um, <laughs> a, a Christmas LP, which <laughs> yeah. you'll hear the track I did on it live at the N43 Presents show. Ah. Um, but it was something that the the, I guess... Owner of the label N43, uh, Aaron, the, he really wanted, and he really wanted to try and market it on is like the the Christmas uh, album aspect, and it was sick because uh, my session was with Jesse from Clear Pioneer. Uh, he's been my main engineer on my next coming EP that's not out yet, and. God damn, I love Jesse. Jesse's so cool. Jesse's been helping me so yeah. much, and, like, it's great. Uh, Kevin from Day 2, he's not signed to N43, but he's working with us a lot, or with the label a lot, and he helped write, uh, helped me with my Christmas album, and I also have, like, another writing session coming up with him. Uh, Shout-out Day 2. Fucking shout kill out day it. Day 2, yeah. Uh, and then Nick Voin, obviously. Yeah. Like, I could talk about Nick all day, man. He's, he's a genius when it comes to music, honestly. Fuck yeah, man. But, like... I've like, in my time with N43, I've learned more about songwriting, singing, the music industry than I have in my 10 years of playing in local music, and like, it's crazy, and like, I can't, I can never thank Nick Heath enough for just not only vouching for me, but annoying Tom about having me, like, signed to the label and everything, and like, Nick is, Nick's one of my uh, Again Nick Heath's one of my best friends too And he's just been A solid rock in building Up Armand Hassan And everything I'm doing So Yes Shout out Big shout and Much love
0: To Nick Heath Oh yeah Because Yeah like I interviewed an American Bandit On the show uh, A couple months back And uh, They're just Really like genuine fun guys to hang out with oh know? yeah
1: and dude their music
0: is slept on oh it's crazy it's like no so i'm
1: sorry like i mean milwaukee like what are you doing you got american <laughs> bandit here man Oh, dude D- dirty rock and roll like dude, yeah,
0: that show there um there was a show they did at bremen uh which was also with Snag and also with Garden Home. Nick was and so
1: bummed because I came for Garden
0: Home and left before American Bandit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
1: Man, that, that was one of the best shows I think I've covered all year. Oh, that yeah. was by far the most packed I've ever seen Bremen. Dude, I mean, like, American Bandit's got this, like, niche about them. Like, they're just, like, you know, like, when I was in both After Our Animals and Montreal Central, like, we were very, like, Everything has to be perfect, perfect, perfect. You know, like backtracks, like guitar trucks, everything. But like there's something about American Bandit where like maybe like you know, like just knowing all the guys, like especially Ryan, because he's drummed with me yeah. and tracked all my stuff. Shout out to Ryan. Yeah. Um but like there's something like you know, like I'll hear like if somebody like messes up something. And like it doesn't matter because they make it cooler. Yeah, you know, yeah. like yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's just like even like the ad-libs, like that Nick does and everything, you know, and like like there's parts in the songs where he'll like he like whispers something in the recording, but then live he just like straight up loudly says like you're crazy and I fucking hate you. you yeah, know? Yeah, you yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's sick, like like and Nick's got this like in your face persona that's just like. Ah, it's cool. Oh, it's just shoot, really totally. cool. It's something I've always admired oh, since you, my yeah. my first time hearing when they were in this band called Audacity yeah. before American Bandit. I remember the first time I heard one of their songs. Uh, I was hanging out with a couple friends and everything, and somebody put the song "Skin Crawler" on by Audacity, and the whole ending track is just him saying over and over, "I know you never loved me," but like getting more and more intense each time he says it, and I was like. I like this dude. Yeah, and that was before man. I even met him, and then like meeting him, seeing his stage presence, and then the past five years of knowing him, and like all the American Bandit guys, and getting to know them—it's just, oh, They're yeah. solid, dude. Solid group of dudes. Oh yeah,
0: shout out to Lakefront Studios. Absolutely. Ryan's studio.
1: Ryan's um, insane too, man. He. He's, he was drumming for me. I'm get I I so for future shows I'm pretty much like relying on tracks and maybe like like or I am going to have like a live guitar player as well. Um, but like just kind of holding off on drums because not only was he playing drums for me, he was playing drums obviously for American Bandit. And playing drums for Nick Boyne, yeah. and just not only doing that, but tracking my stuff, working with Nick on writing sessions, um, like just, you name it, dude. The dude was doing it, and it's yeah. in, insane. Like, And like, anytime you're like, Am I <laughs> overwhelming you? Or are you getting overwhelmed? He's like, Nah, dude, don't worry about it. And yeah. you're like, Okay. So he's a really nice,
0: reserved, well, like just. uh, Yeah,
1: he's a very, very kind dude. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 He's. He's the man. Yeah, man. He was super patient with me, too, because uh, Armand San's the first thing that has been, like, all singing for me. You know, everything else, screaming and shit, like, that all came naturally. But he was really patient with me on, you know, like, falling flat, falling flat, falling flat. And every time he's like, you got it, dude. Just do it better (laughs) next time. You know, like, and definitely, definitely helped a lot. That's good coaching for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. I mean, I'd say that, like... A majority of me being where I am right now Madharaman <clears throat> Hassan is like a solo artist and everything is thanks to a large network of people that like yeah. have helped a lot and I think it's really important for people to understand that like it's totally cool to get help from friends when it comes to music when it comes to any kind of project yeah. Like without all the homies that helped me out I'd probably be writing a bunch of demos I'd never release right here you yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah that's, that's valid so, like, fuck, man All these guys helping me, man, like, it's so humbling, and like, there's, I wish I could thank all of these people, like, Tom, Nick, N43 in general, Ryan, um, you name it, Eric Dallister, (laughs) who's been killing it with every video (laughs) I've (laughs) been doing, like, he's the man, I mean, I mean, I could... Just be I sound like a broken record just talking about how much I owe these guys everything, but I owe these guys everything. Yeah, dude, and that's beautiful. Like
0: I the couple times I've been to N forty three, like I've been there twice. First time was I met Tom. I literally just shot him a message on Facebook and it turned into us like hanging out, getting to know each other, like him telling me a little bit about N forty three, like me telling him about myself and like we just Vibed, you know, we just caught a vibe, and uh, it was, I was really, really excited about, like, the, you know, just how N43 was enabling artists to just be themselves, but also make wise, like, executive decisions when it came to, like, their content and their music and, you know, how they're branding themselves. And then the second time was when I they invited me to come film their, the show at in their space. And yeah, that was sick. That was when I did a Clear Pioneer. I did Tom and, like, both episodes are out now. And
1: Grant made me laugh so fucking much, dude. Grant dude Grant's is so funny, Grant's, man. like, super dope dude. I remember, like, I mean, like, you know, I've seen him at N43 meetings and everything. Um, I saw him back when they played the Milwaukee Art Museum and all that, but, like, the first time I really got to, like, talk with him and, like, really, like, get on, like, a more personal level was, I played that, uh, show at, um, X-Ray Arcade. Oh, yeah. And, um... I've, him and Jesse, are he played this, like, solo act with the, like, the side project that him and Jesse have done, like, yeah, one of the songs is, like, about making tofu. Like, yeah, it, right, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's dope, though. Yeah. It's really dope. <laughs> I'm I'm hating myself for missing the name right now, but it's dope, and, like, just getting down and like, finally, like, really being able to talk with Grant. He's, he's such a dope dude. Super yeah, yeah. down to earth, and just, like, yeah. I mean, all the Clear Pioneer guys are, and, I mean... Yeah. Ah, oh, it's so cool. I oh, love N-43. Totally. I don't I honestly don't know what I'd do without them. Like, yeah. So, let's uh, let's talk about that a little bit. So, how did you get in touch with them? Uh, through Nick, you said? Or, yeah, I yeah. put out a little peep cover when I was still in Monorail. And then, after I got kicked out, um, I think it was that night, because I had posted, like, I'm not somebody, like, I'm a very open person. And that can, like, sometimes, like... People look at it like, like really, du- like, you know, like you're being an idiot and like everything. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But, you know, right after getting kicked out, um, I made a post about it, you know, like as of tonight, we're no longer a part of Minor yeah. Central and everything. And uh, I was getting flooded with text messages and everything like that. And one of them was Nick. And he said, he literally, j- it was something as simple as like, obviously, don't quote me on it, quote me on it, apparently. <laughs> but um, it was something as simple as like, write a whole little peep. EP, like styled EP and you're signed to N43 or something like that where I would try to help you out and everything and I'm like deal, so I talked to Nick about it and he was like yeah dude just get a a session write some stuff with somebody and figure it out and I'd already had Studio Time booked with Ryan because I'd been booking Studio Time with Ryan to do demos for Monorail and so after getting kicked out, after I got back from lunch with Mario, revisiting that first story. Yeah. Um. I called Ryan after getting out of the car with Mario, and I was like, "Hey, dude, we're still on for that session, and everything." Ryan's like, "Yeah, dude, totally, definitely. Like, let's do it." And I'm like, "Cool, cool." And I didn't know what to do. Like, I was so like, what? What the hell am I gonna do? And uh, I hadn't talked to Nick Jurgeloff, Nick Voyn, in two years since after our animals maybe three years since after our animals had broken up and I was driving with my wife and she was like you know it's, it's been a couple years like you and Nick had your falling out but you guys have both matured you both have grown up like yeah. shoot him a text so I did so I shot him a text we caught up we both talked about you know the cool stuff that went on the shit stuff that went on and then I kind of talked to him too about like you know Tell him about what happened with the band and everything. And he was like, well, trying to write together. And I was like, absolutely. Like, you know, we can work out something. Like, you know, um, you pretty much be a co-writer with a couple songs, if anything. And uh, he came in the studio. And we're, like, sitting down. We're trying to come up with stuff. And it it was, like, it's weird because, like, you, like, feel like, you know, like, you didn't miss a beat. You know? It's like, like, with him, it was like, I just didn't hang out with him for a week and I just saw him again. It wasn't two years. It was a week, you know? And we were sitting down we're writing stuff and like you know he knew i kind of wanted that more like i guess like a little peep style uh... songwriting and everything and we just came up with that line that uh... call me in a week for right now and everything and it just started flowing like this guy and he was like like, let's see these lyrics you know just stuff like and i literally just wrote about what i did after i got kicked out of monorail you know and it just all flowed together sent the track to nick um, it was really rough at first, because a lot of it was more screaming vocals, and Nick showed it to Tom, and Tom said something, you know, like, oh, tell me to clean it up, and maybe we can check it out again, and then, at that point, I didn't even think about putting out anything through N43, I didn't think about it, I was just like, I need to put this out, I know it, like, I cleaned up the singing, I filmed the music video, I was ready to go, like, so... I had everything set up, ready to go. Like no notes on the music video. Dolly sent me the first. Eric Dollister sent me the first like copy, and I was like, right, just this how it's gonna go." And then I sent Nick the update version of the song after I've already put on DistroKid, ready for release in like three, four weeks, something like that. Yeah. Already pre-uploaded it on YouTube, on private, like ready to go. And then they called me in. And they offered me the contract and everything, and, like, I was just like, cool. And Nick told me that when he had showed Tom the update version of the song, Tom was like, why are we putting this out? And Nick's like, we should. And then they <laughs> called me in. So, yeah, so it worked awesome. out. It worked out, yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Well,
0: dude, good for you. Like, just, you know, I think you had the best answer to a shitty situation, and that was just make more music about what what you were feeling and just how... You know the the kind of songwriting that you know you wanted to do like you I mean at the end of the day like you also just being your own artist now it's like you have the opportunity to just like go in your own direction and being complete like control of like you know what you wanted your sound to be and then you did so in a way that answered that rut that you were in. Absolutely. And it ultimately put you in the position you're in today, which, you know, is fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like, obviously, you know, there's times I wish I could go back and, like, what could I do to be, like, a better bandmate that, like, I wouldn't be kicked out and everything. But at the same time, like, it's kind of like when you go through a really shitty breakup but you come out, like, bigger on top and you just kind of realize that, like, some things are just meant to be, some friendships maybe are meant to fall apart. So you can just kind of, like, Stop hanging out to those people that like, aren't helping you progress, you know, um, with that being said, I love being a solo artist, Mm -hmm. but I do have another project as well that I've been working on. Um, that's a band and it's a heavier band and we'll see that in the new year each time. (laughs) So there, this upcoming new year in 2020, there's gonna, I have my own arman hassan ep as well as a metalish ep coming out nice. um and you know i kind of realized that like i don't have like a limit like one of the things that somebody told me or one of the guys told me when i got kicked out of monorail was that my heart wasn't in it and that just like kind of stuck with me because it's like nah dude my heart's fucking in it like yeah. i music's my thing like right, yeah Just because you and I don't see eye-to-eye doesn't mean it's not in it, you know, and, like, that's something that, like, being a solo artist, I kind of wanted to show people, like, I mean, Damage Goods is mine, like, I wrote it, I had people help me write it and piece it together, but, I mean, like, I made, it's the first release where I'm completely singing on the whole thing, the only screaming on the EP is by Nick Heath, not even (laughs) by, you know, because he's featured on the track, well done, um, which I even thought about just like I can just scream this myself but I'm like that's not this anymore you know this is this is I'm gonna sign. like I don't need to scream on this stuff um, but yeah I don't know like it's just like there's a bunch of news on it for me you know there's uh, like the hip-hop rap style um, there's a song about getting high I never thought I have a song about getting high you know um, the first track of the EP is hundred percent like guitar wise and everything written and played by me which I've never done before in my life and that's really cool um... but yeah I mean it's it's been so cool and I'm really grateful to have not only like friends and like you know a music scene support me but like a wife that like kinda just like constantly supports me and stands by me like the second I got kicked out of the band you know, it, was in, it wasn't, like, she didn't say, like, obviously she, you know, she was sorry and she was sad for me and everything. But, like, the first thing she said after everything, like, I explained everything to her. She was like, well, what now? Like, what are you going to do now? Keep going, you know? Yeah. Um, and, I mean, like, yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to stop. Like, I'm just going to yeah. keep going full force ahead. Like, And that is the correct answer.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that is, that's exactly what you had to do to be in to be where you are today, man. Like, you know, like you're by all means, like, you know, feel be upset and be sad because you know, it's your is it your band. You brought those people together and it, to have that taken away from you, you know, it's it is like, you know, you do grieve over that loss. Oh yeah. And you you know, it's it sucks, but yeah like the You can't plateau, you know, like, the best thing you can do is be like, well, at least, you know, I like to think about it in the same way, like, kind of how, you know, it could mean new horizons for you as a musician. It's like when I got fired from that last job, I was like, well, at least he's not my boss anymore, you know, and for you, it's like, well, at least... I can do whatever the fuck I want now. Yeah, exactly. You know,
1: like I mean, it was even something as like one of one of the guys in the band was um, on the complete opposite end of the political spectrum than me, and him. You know, like, and I did not agree with that. And one of the rules about being in the band was like there was no talk of politics on social media, and because you know, like people are like you know, and from one aspect I get it because it's like oh, you don't want to, like, say something to upset somebody, but, like, I don't give a shit, <laughs> you know? Like, I believe in my politics, and I believe in what's right, and if I think something's wrong, then I'm going to say that's fucking wrong. Yeah. So, like... You kind of have to do that. You know, like, yeah. and I don't think it's, like... It makes somebody look cooler or have a better presence to be like, man, I don't care about politics. You know, we're not about politics. All the coolest bands and artists in history have all been about politics, you know? It's impossible not to
0: be political and also be, like, you know, successful in uh, that industry because it's like, yeah, like you said, like, it's like... And it's something to consider too. You know, oh, yeah. it's, it's something you gotta consider about, you know, who you are choosing to support or resonate with or who you are choosing to you know
1: feel represented by at the I end mean, of the day. Yeah. And I think representation is super important. I mean <clears throat> in a lot of the promo stuff I made for or I had chat with uh, Ariel Kasselic, who by the uh, way yeah beautiful photographer shout out she to is, yeah she is fantastic um, but in a lot, um, I did a shoot with her down at warehouse in Milwaukee shout out warehouse Warehouse. Um, and uh, my my uh, outfit I had worn I had a shirt that said protect trans kids and something that I just, I don't know, just something to me that's just super basic. You know, like, kids are fucking mean. Like, maybe kids that are identifying as different genders and are just finding themselves and realizing where they as people, maybe they need some extra help, you know? Um, and I, I, I can't tell you how many messages I got of people just, like, trying to shit on me for that. For something as simple as just, like, saying something like, protect... A type of children you know what i
0: mean like holy fuck dude i i'm not gonna you know go into like you know i'm not gonna say oppression olympics or anything like that but trans the trans community is horribly misunderstood absolutely and absolutely i'm disgusted by the amount of ignorance well that
1: i would is. say the lgbtq community in general um i mean it's just like from, you know, knowing people that tell me that being transgender is a mental disorder or that it's not a real thing or, like, and all that stuff. And it's all because these people don't understand it. And it's like, all right, dude, like, you don't have to understand it, but, you, like... You, you still respect it, Yeah, like, it, you respect know? it. Like, don't be a fucking dick, you know? Yeah. Like, as simple as that. I mean, it's so gross to be... Our age and in this generation, where I feel like like things are like we were becoming, everyone was becoming so open minded for so long, and then just everyone took a hundred steps back, you know. And it's it's gross, man. I mean, like like when people are like, "That's a boy, that's a boy," I'm gonna call him a boy, and it's like, you know what, man? If she identifies as a female, why you gotta question that? Like, why can't you just accept her for who she is? And if someone corrects you, they're not insulting you just kind of be like, oh, hey, my bad. You're right. right. I shouldn't have assumed that. Like, you know, like, thank you for letting me know. Seriously? Now I'm yeah. smarter. And I think it's, like, it's really important as straight white males to kind of, like, Oh yeah. be, like, the voice for the, these, like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. or at least admit, like, I mean, because there's been times, like, dude, there was times, like, when the, you know, it's always been there, obviously, the LGBT community has always been there, but when, you know, like, trans, being, transgenders started being more in the foreground, I guess you could say, you know? Um, it was confusing for me as a kid, but I, my, my parents under, like explained Same. it to me. Yeah. I just tried being more understanding of yeah. it, you know? And I mean, I mean, dude, you're this is somebody like, well, so growing up and everything and being in high school, um, my brother came out in high school to me. And prior to my brother coming out to me in high school, my twin brother, by the way, I am a twin. You're right, yeah. Um, prior to him coming out to me, man, there was times in, when I was in middle school, so this is like three, four years before um, he came out to me, you know, I, I called him so many mean names that I didn't realize would affect him in the future, mm-hmm. and like, just because like, it was, it was cool, like when you were younger, you know, to say like awful words, like oh, like yeah. fag, and stuff like that. You know, Calling gay as an insult. You know, yeah, gay yeah. as an insult, you know, and like, like now I mean I mean I'm appalled that I used to say shit like same, that. But wait here. Yeah it was the same way. When, but when I was younger, like I just I didn't know better and like I feel like it's important now more than ever like for people to realize like you know what maybe the shit I said in the past wasn't okay. Maybe it's okay for me to move forward, you know, yes. like I see all these people post these Facebook sales, like safe space people need safe spaces and like like insulting people for being offended by stuff, and it's like, dude, if someone's offended by it, just say sorry and walk away. you know, like yeah. you like they don't have to like as long as you say sorry there there's your accountability right you know if that if anything that's the least you
0: could do right you know like dude anyone that makes fun of spaces space safe spaces like people don't realize like the degree of which you're making a mockery of somebody who's been through real trauma you know like another big one is just like with women in like spaces of like how, ...just how prevalent sexual misconduct is... Absolutely ...everywhere, like, all the time. And that's another thing. Like, you know, a lot of us men have been really scummy towards women... ...have objectified yep. them, have, you know, completely, like, patronized women... ...have just been really shitty to women. And I,
1: I mean, dude, when I was 18 to 20, before, like, you know, obviously settling down and everything... I was probably the worst boyfriend any girl could have. I was I was awful. And, like, it sucks, you know, like, seeing how you were in the past and everything. But the best thing you can do is, like, you know, find atonement for it, you know? Like, just kind of move forward and, like, be, like, a voice yeah. for these people, you know? Like, yeah. there's so many times where, like, I see people posting stuff about, like... You know, like, I, and, like, like with, like, viewpoints, like, again, with, like, the transgender community or, like, how, like, oh, we shouldn't, believe, you know, believe this woman because, like, whatever and everything, and, like, I feel like it's, like, our job to kind of even just be like, hey, man, like, here's, here's me shedding some light. Right. I'm not trying to argue with you on Facebook. I'm not going to call you, like, a piece of shit or talk down yeah. to you, but I'm just letting you know, like, it's kind of fucked up what you're saying, you know? Seriously, yeah. And, like, like, every once in a while, every once in a while, you get somebody that replies, like you're right, man, I'm sorry, but half the time you get, like, a gift of some dude rolling the reaction their eyes, is, you know, and yeah. it's like, fuck me for trying.
0: <laughs> like, Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, you know, that's real, man, like, I mean, you know, you come from a place of empathy because you know that you were misinformed when you were younger yeah. at the time, too, and, like, you know, people are just fucking assholes when you try to, like, be like, yo, have a little empathy, huh, about, like, for what this person might be going through. It's like, you know, you don't know what that's like. Yeah. You've never had to think about that. Well, you've, yeah. You've never had to, you know, be... You've never had to walk those shoes where you're oppressed in that certain way by society or where you're denied visibility by, you know, society. And, you know, like... It's 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 just our job. Like we have to play our part and be like, yo, like this is fucked up. What you're doing, what you're saying, and you have to understand. Like, you know, it's it's also like the same people that claim that, oh, like I'm not this, but I have these thoughts, or I'm not, like I'm not racist, I'm not sexist, I'm not, I don't, I'm not transphobic. Oh, I love gay people, but then
1: try like talk down on it in yeah, the same sentence yeah. yeah
0: I or like yeah they try it's like they care more about trying to prove a point than actual people they're they're like you know disavowing or or ex- or like who they're being condescending towards it's yeah. like just fucking listen
1: Yeah, you know? like just, just listen to people, stop fucking man.
0: talking and just fucking listen
1: it's you know? so simple just to like like, yeah, like you said, like, just listen. It's, like, the easiest thing you can do. You can sit down with somebody and listen. I mean, dude, like, I mean, like, okay, so growing up in Brookfield, have you ever been to Brookfield? I've uh, been through it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even, like, when I was working in Brookfield or, like, when I go to visit my parents' house, like, yeah. dude, I'm not going to lie. Like, there's definitely times, like, you know, with all of my tattoos and everything, like, I've definitely been discriminated against, and yeah. but barely. Just barely, you know, right, because, yeah. like, I'm still pretty white, you know? Yeah. And, like, I can't even imagine, like, when, like, when when people are, like, oh, like, Black Lives Matter is so stupid, or, like, you know, that kid that got shot by police, all he had to do was just, like, listen to the cop. Like, dude, you don't know what it's like to be discriminated, you know? And I feel like it's really important for people like us to, like, check ourselves there, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to say this to get, like, some kind of like glory recognition. I just think it should just be basic human thought right. process. You know? Like it's to logical. Be like, yeah. You know like, I don't think I'm better than anybody by having these viewpoints. I just think that it's just like logical. Like yeah, it just you makes said,
0: sense, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: Like like damn dude. Like is it really that hard to be like, oh yeah, that cop shouldn't have killed that kid. Like, I agree with you. like is it really hard that hard to instead you have to be like, well, he did move like for one it's like the fact <laughs> that a cop killed a
0: kid oh yeah that was unarmed like that in itself is condemnable and could have and it could have been avoided yeah but people are still going to come swiftly to the defense of the oppressor and be like oh no but like see you know like
1: the cop has a hard job and well Dude, you get more training going to school for, I mean, being a veterinarian, being a hairstylist, you, you fucking name it, than being a cop, you know? Yeah. And I mean, like, I know, I, I do know, I have a, I have a couple friends who are police officers, and I respect the job. I respect the title, right. and I totally get it, but, like, you can't, like, it's kind of like working in, okay, so this is obviously a completely different thing, but, like, working in the doggy daycare world, Okay. Like, working with dogs, I can recognize that there are people that suck when it comes to working with dogs. Just like there are people who are in the police force that can be like, I'm a good cop, but I recognize that this racist douchebag is a bad cop. Yeah. Same with being white, man, like Exactly. Like yeah. I'm a white dude, but like I can admit that this racist asshole sucks, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, like
0: I'm white, I recognize I have privilege. I recognize that I've been complicit. Yeah. You know? It's like that's what it takes and people just are so resistant to wanting to know that they fucked up before or that they've been in the wrong and, uh, you know, our mindsets or, you know, our being complicit in a system that oppresses people is like, you know, it's really fucking hurt people and it's yeah. not working and it's broken
1: and uh, frankly, I'm fucking sick of it. Yeah, <laughs> you no, know? absolutely. And that's why, like, I think it's so dope when artists use their platforms like so many people are like celebrities singers and blah 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 should stay out of politics but like I think it's so important yeah I think it's extremely important to see solidarity with that you Mm -hmm. know especially like I mean like you see uh, like Youngblood you know you know he kind of comes out with like mass shootings you know that's like a big thing that he's like like with the song fuck yeah NRA and all that stuff um, I, mean, I mean Rage Against Machine's entire discography <laughs> you yeah, know Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think it's just I think it's always important I think mm-hmm. it always will be important and I think there will always be a platform for it like while my songs may not represent that I feel like myself as an image can you know like where I can kind of stand against it and everything and I'm grateful as a solo artist to finally be able to have a platform like that to do that so but, uh,
0: that's good man. I'm 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 excited to see where you continue to broaden your horizons as a solo artist, continue to channel that you know, that energy of you know any emotion that you know comes that that, that uh reflects in your songwriting and everything, I'm excited to see the direction you go in. Cause Thanks, man. You know, I... You know, I, I love your music. I am... Just even from this conversation, like, I've... feel like I've related to you in so many ways. Like, you know, just on a personal level of, like, shit you might have been through or shit you might have, like... You know, like, how you've reflected on situations. Like, you know, I think that... You know, that alone, it's, like, kind of in the way it's, like, you kind of what you're talking about with like celebrities or artists that get involved in politics it's like you know they know what it's like and just in the same way it's like i know you know what it's like in the same way that i in a situation where i felt very similarly in a situation that you did and it's like we're fucking human beings and uh, you know we're really all not that different from each other
1: well yeah dude that's the thing that's cool with music is that um man i've connected Wildly with so many people when it comes to music. You know, like, people that I probably wouldn't ever be friends with outside of music, I've connected with, like, on a huge level. And it's really fucking cool. Like, I mean, even with the bands that ended that I didn't want to end in the negative ways that they did, all those guys. Regardless of where they are, regardless of where I go, regardless of how I feel towards them or they feel towards me, we're connected in some way, and that's gonna stick with me forever, you know. Um, like the friend that, like, you know, I've known for years and everything, and like, there's times where, like, I'll, I'll sit outside, you know, smoking a cigarette, you know, a little drunk, <laughs> I'm, like yeah. two in the morning, sitting outside, like, listening to, and I hear this part that him and I write to, wrote together, and I'm just like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that's cool. My uh, my best friend Jason, greatest dude in the whole world, um, drops everything to do anything he can for me, and all-around amazing musician. And, like, him and I have now been in... So we just filmed a music video for our new project on Sunday in a $10 million house, which is pretty oh, dope. Okay. Um, yeah, but I'm trying to think. We've been in one, two, three, four, like, five four or five music videos together now, oh, like, shit. throughout different projects, and, like, I put, like, he just helped me write an Armin Hassan song the other day in the studio, too, so it's, like, yeah. really cool, you know, like, it's, like, no matter what, like, you've got these people that are always constant that you're writing music with no matter what, and then you've got these new people that are coming in and making stuff, and, dude, like, I just, it's, I don't know what i do without music like I try to talk to people about it and I try to tell people how much music truly means to me and what it does for me and nobody gets it like even people that like you know like I like like I've been playing music for so many years like you know we like try and talk about it and at the end of the conversation I'm like no but you still don't get it (laughs) yeah 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 it's like I'll write like I'll write a song and I'll track it in the studio and everything and I'll be beat and I come home And I sit down, and I put that song on repeat for probably three hours. Oh, yeah. And I just drill it into my brain, and I sit there like... Okay. You know? Like, and... It sounds weird being a musician, but like I love my music. I love the music I write. I love the music I play. You have out. to, yeah. You, you know, have like to. well, there's some people I've worked with that, like, as soon as we put a record out or something, they're like, "Yeah, I haven't listened to it. I won't listen to it. Like, I'm, I'm just done." We play live; it's fine. And I'm like, dude, I, I love my music. I write music that I want to hear. You know, like, I believe that you should.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, otherwise, if you can't appreciate it in its fullest. Uh, in, in its fullest form When it's recorded in the studio When it's a tangible thing Other people can listen to Rather than just seeing your, your show live You know, it's like Then You know, why would you make it if you can't do well, ex- exactly. it? Exactly
1: You know, <laughs> like, I mean I don't know, like, I... I'll never understand why people don't enjoy like listening to their own music, but artists are like, I hate that song. You know, like I mean, like I'll joke around with my friends. And I'll be like, man, I hate right now, because I've heard it a thousand times. I use it for all my promo stuff and everything. But like, dude, there's times I listen to it, and I'm like, that's a fucking bomb.
0: Oh, yeah, man. You know, totally. <laughs> like
1: I'm the same way with this, these episodes. It's like, you know, I don't
0: watch. I mean, sometimes I'll put it out after editing it, and I won't watch it again. But it doesn't mean I hate it. It's just like. I have a lot of other shit I gotta yeah, do you know absolutely
1: <laughs> you well know? there's times like I'll write like I'll write stuff up here you know um, throw it on my laptop and everything like a long night like I spend like 3-4 hours writing um, getting a little drunk you know hanging out by myself yeah, and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like a month later, I'll come back to it and just, like, hear it and be like, damn, good job, dude. Like, <laughs> 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 to myself, like, you really yes. hit that note there. That's yeah. cool, you That's know?
0: What you that. Man, oh shit. I think that we've filled some good time here. Uh, yeah. I think I'm ready to close out. Cool. Um, so, Armand, Hassan, what keeps you up at night?
1: Hmm. I don't know, man. Um... Star Wars Episode 9. <laughs> um, what my dogs are thinking about. And... What I can really just like... Do with Armand Hassan. Like, I love this new project. I'm doing everything. And it's like this metal heavy project I'm doing. It's going to be coming out in the new year. It means a lot to me. It's super special to me. But there's just something about being Armand Like, my whole life I've like... You know, tried to find my niche. You know, like not, you know, like growing up, like copy friends' styles, friends influencing me. You know, to kind of like dress a certain way, do a certain thing, um, act cooler. You know, don't be so emotional and stuff like yeah. that. But like for yeah, the first same. time ever, you know, like like especially like in high school, like all my friends just kind of like made me kind of feel like I was just like a, like a weak person. You know, I like yeah. and like no, nothing against them, man. It's just like growing up and everything, but like just like that like I overreact when I'm emotional and emotions are stupid kind of thing you know but like toxic masculinity yeah you know (laughs) I mean like Armand Hassan in itself just kind of makes it so like I don't need to hide anything I feel I can be whoever I am and I can do whatever I want and I can say whatever I want and that's something that like I don't know I guess what you said what keeps you up at night seeing where I can do or where I can take this what I can do with it you know so, that's great, man. Yeah, I, I totally, totally in line with you there. And sorry for making it political. Oh, I, I just like pff, I got a platform, and sometimes I just gotta take it, man. You know? Dude,
0: I've gotten political as fuck on the show many times in yeah. many episodes. As a matter of fact, I just ordered my burning 2020 long sleeve shirt. There you go. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, dude, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, which I will wear with pride. Yeah, we'll, we'll put totally. you to sleep though. Um, my wife being a complete badass at everything. Shout out the wife. Yeah, Emily's the shit. Uh, she's the vice president of a uh, Milwaukee-based bully breed dog rescue. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and just kind of her pure determination, and no matter how stupid I am or when I fail. She just is always kind of there to be like, cool, do better next time, you know, and it's just like, it's cool to have, it's cool to have some, like, so I've had relationships in the past that are like, coddling, you know, like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, and she's very, obviously I married her, so it's, you know, she's a good one, but like, it's very like, I understand you're upset about this. But what can you do to make it better?
0: She's pragmatic, you know. She she's like assertive, you know. It's like, okay, you made this mistake. This is your solution, rather than, oh no 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 no, you you're fine, you're fine. Like you know, it's it's so like, sometimes things that you did aren't okay. Yeah, or sometimes absolutely, you know, and like. Sometimes you don't need that last beer before bed, you right. know? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, like, sometimes you got to be told, like, hey, you didn't do your best here, you're capable of better. Absolutely. You know, and it's, you know, those are keeping, you know, those people, whether it's your wife, your best friend, your whoever the fuck, your mentor, people to tell you, like, yo, I believe in you, And you're fucking great, but this is not your best, and I know that you can do better.
1: Absolutely. That's what... Those people keep you grounded, man. Those, are the those most people keep people. you farther, and those people are my wife, Nick Heath, Nick Georgeloff, Tom, and a shit ton of the friends that support me. Yeah. So, shout out to all my
0: friends. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Armand's friends. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for being on the hey, show. Hey, man. Thank you for
1: having me. Thanks for coming by. Dude, thank you for having me here. Absolutely, dude. Definitely got to get together and have a couple more hands. Yeah, we next project. Next you sit year. down with all of us. Okay? Yes. N- yes, absolutely. All right. Awesome. So check
0: out. Uh, damaged goods check out armanasan uh streaming everywhere and uh new shit you. coming soon new <laughs> shit coming soon thank you for watching mr nice guy we'll see you next time Have a good one. mr nice guy